man, this comic book sucks. And the reviews online said it was good. I wasted my money. Why didn't somebody tell me? Hey everybody, this is Spinner Rack, and we're doing our comic reviews. This is our last one for today. We had to go, and this one, since the last one was a slam job for my man Cal here, this is going to be a slam job for my man Petey right here. Oh no! Yes! Hey, you, you guys are in for a treat, because Petey doesn't do slam jobs, so I'm looking forward to seeing this. Way back, 91 going into 92, Spawn is rolling, Image Commerce is selling like mad, and then something happens. The writing isn't there. So Todd McFarlane is the first to drag out the top writers. Dragged out Alamar. Got um, Dave Sim for being <laughs> independent. I'm just only getting just doing it out of order. You just said Alan Moore? Alan Moore did one okay. of these. I think he did, what, issue eight or something like that? Alan Moore did one. Dave Sim for the independent. Right. He also dragged in Frank Miller. Mm -hmm. And Frank Miller said... No, I think he said that for Batman. What's the name? Batman Spawn. He's like, I only can do it if it's just a dumb story. I, I don't know what to do. And he's like, all right. So they got Batman Spawn. And then next thing you know, you had the other guy who was not at the top writing spot, but getting there, Neil Gaiman. He came and he actually took a little, I mean, it's a really simple story, Spawn 9, but he really took to it and liked and wanted to add to it. So he added in... Um, a medieval spawn, he added in Angela, who's an angel. In this story, we see medieval spawn walking around, you know, and um, next you know, there's a damsel in distress, but this damsel actually is hinting in the scribes that are on the side of the page, is hunting this spawn. And what it means to this whole world between the angels and, the, and, and hell. So then that happens, we see what happens to medieval spawn, which is not good and we go into present day. And I don't remember it being this quick when I read it back when um, I first read it, but it ha things happen real quick. We hear like she's got a hunting license, she's going out to spawn. Now we sort of know who spawn is, he's been hanging around, he's with the homeless all the time. And Angela just comes out of nowhere, <laughs> big attack, spawn is like all in his, like dunk in like a pool of his, of his cape and he drags her down into the pool of the cape and it's dark and it's like it's kind of weird i'm not sure if they're fighting or if it's like a sex scene it's well, something happens which we don't know what happened because there's a grab there's this you see her face and then it's over and he somehow survived this angela but you know dialogue is interesting you know for the time it doesn't seem to be as much but this comic was mined a lot. So what were you thinking going back to it before I really completely destroy this? I'm not, not going to destroy I'm just going to bring up some other things about Todd McFarlane. But what were your thoughts of this issue so far? I've never been that big of a fan of this issue. I was more on board, as you know, as oh we discussed God. the We're talking about this book, not talking about, sorry, we're not talking about that book. Save the slam <laughs> for the book. No, I was more on board with, say, I thought a stronger story was Spawn 5. So that's what I pushed for. So going back and reading this again, it's I mean, look, it's entertaining. And I thought, you know, Gaiman decided he wanted to expand a little bit more. You know, okay. I mean, we've seen this done before with, like, Iron Fist or the Black Panther, where this is not just this guy. This is this long line of these particular, these particular people. It's almost like a like a movie treatment to a certain extent where you see okay this could have been expanded and this could have been like the spawn movie or 
along those lines. But it didn't really do that much for me then, and it doesn't do that much for me now. Okay. So this would lead into the Angel miniseries, which I liked a lot. It's I'm not to say it does as far as art wise. It's strong and it's a lot of fun stuff. It just sort of ends ends really quickly. But this led to a big fight between um, Neil Gaiman and Todd McFarlane. Whereas the actual aspect of Image, which was bringing freedom and creator rights and giving treating creators with respect, at this point. It, it turned into sort of Animal Farm, where Todd really didn't do great bookkeeping. And he also had purchased, what's it, Miracle Man, which he, well, it's so marred and so much problems, he just bought the light, yeah, he bought the rights to him, but he, but, you know, Alan Moore had somehow given the rights to, it, the rights are so wacky, the rights in England were more, uh, you know, the rights in England actually work better than the rights in here in the US because the artists keep the artwork. They get the right to, if you publish it again, they get more money every time it's published. So they get, but they can't publish it themselves. So it's a, an agreement. So it's like, that's why um, Alan Davis and Alan Moore had a breakup of their, their working relationship. But Todd McFarlane bought it. At this point, the whole mask of image got blown out the water because he wasn't paying any residuals to Neil Gaiman for all the stuff he created. And saying, not just saying y this is his thing, but they were saying that they were treated so badly. They made t-shirts. Marvel did all the stuff, and you find out in the end that artists come to Spawn, and they don't get anything back. They, you know, Spawn, you know, Tommy Fallen does medieval comics, Angela comics, this, that, and the other brings her back. No residuals go to, I mean, even Hellboy, even though the bookkeeping is, you know, out of whack from time to time, they catch up and give Byrne a ton of money for scripting it. And they say, hey, we published it again. Todd McFarlane, who's it? Capullo said it. It's like, when he feels good, he gives you a lot of money. When he's feeling bad, he kind of doesn't give you. It's never consistent. It depends on how Tom, how Tom feels. Oh, so he was giving back. He was giving back what he learned in Marvel. This is how you dropped in during the school. <laughs> but that's the thing. They Well, then I think I just read um, Marvel Comics Untold Story way we looked at Image is that they broke off and left, but why the Marvel people had so much problems were is that, a except for Todd, Todd did make a complete break. He did, he was, plan was always to break. Whereas Jim Lee and, and Rob were trying to like, I'm still, I can do the next X-Men, but we're leaving after that. And, and same with Sylvester and Eric Larson. It's like, I'm doing this, but they were using the Marvel books to sort of make sure they had money going into Image. And then once they realized Image was making enough money, and the Marvel guys are like, the Marvel editors are like, yeah, stay with a Marvel talent. Like, what? These guys aren't here. What's the name? Rob is sending the stick figure. So Todd is definitely, he wanted to make the break. But it's, you know, being the guy to do right, it's hard to do. It's hard to be the guy to do the, the correct accounting and not say, oh, this is, it was created in my book, so it's mine. And it's like, well, no, you're the creator rights guy. You can't do that stuff. But, you know, everyone, everything becomes Animal Farm. It's like pigs, are two, <laughs> two legs are better than four. Four, four legs good, two legs bad. <laughs> and then when they change it to yeah, yeah. four legs good, two legs better. Yeah, so it's, uh, you know, everyone becomes... Screwing artists is wrong. <laughs> but an artist screwing artist, an artist screwing artist is good. I knew if I brought in some literature, it would bring them back to my side. 
So, I mean, it's just an interesting thing that there was a trial between Neil and Neil got money. But then Miracle Man is so, Miracle Man or Marvel Man is so marred and so much stuff. Like, recently you saw the reprints, right? This is a, this is a real side note. The reprints of the Miracle, um, Man reprints? Miracle reprints, which uh, Alan da like Alan Davis is doing new covers for it, and it has the other writer because obviously who's that guy? Um, Alan Moore is like you know don't put my name on it, but Alan Moore can't complain about it because Alan Moore already screwed Alan Davis when they reprinted the Miracle Man in Eclipse. So it's so marred and so much because he wasn't supposed to reprint the Alan Davis issues without his permission, and the King of Creative Rights, as far as Alan Moore, is like. No, this is gonna make me even hotter. <laughs> Put it out there. But then when he got him in, he was like, "Oh, I don't know what happened." They said they were gonna take care of Alan Davis. So it's always it was a, it's a, a really a, going from this Miracle Man really tore down the whole wall of Image Comics. I mean, it, Todd. I mean, the, who's it? Not Todd. Um, who's the guy? Rob Liefeld. We expect that stuff from him. We know he's a uh, you know. We know he's you know he's out there for the money. He's always been out there for the money. But Todd, he's always been like they treated us wrong, even though he made millions off of Spider-Man. <laughs> they gave him a ton of money. Yeah. It wasn't like he wasn't he was not you know Kirby. Well, or, hey, we we see there that Todd McFarlane in that instance was starting to understand the business. <laughs> he was starting to understand the business, and of all the guys, even more so than Jim Lee, Todd McFarlane understood and still <laughs> understands the business. Okay, hey, this is all well and good, but then hey, how can I give you so much credit? You you know, you got paid and this was my vehicle and my yes. format, and then anything that I do, I gotta put out money to do this, you know, for this character that's popular, but you did it on my stuff, yeah. so I wanna use the character, but I have to kick you back something yeah. and how does this go into my profit margin and mm -hmm. this, that and the other? So yeah, it's not as cut and dried as you thought it was, yeah. Todd, right? It's not as cut and dried as you thought. Well that's a hard thing. If you I mean, we were talking about it earlier and you had to say if I create if I create spawn and you create medieval spawn just on a whim, and then I draw and I come to the design, and you're like, I still get half, and you're like, wait a second, that's just sort of, uh, that's like a giveaway. That's like a comedian giving you a tag on a joke. Yeah. Like, no, this is a. <laughs> but you know, that's the hard thing of you know, when it comes to this sort of stuff. Well, Gaiman's, I mean, Gaiman's claim, you know, in terms of Angel is different because that's a full creation on his part. He. You know, complete story, you know, totally fleshed out. It's something different when you have, like, these guys come over here and they're like, hey, you come up with an idea and you've got everything. And this guy's like, well, you know, I don't think he should be blonde. I think he should have dark hair. The character blows up. It's because of that, you know, that dark <laughs> hair change. You're like, what are you talking about? Yeah. You know, that's, that's, that's a cosmetic change. And you're like, well, we never know. You know, that, that we never know what would have happened if that was the case. And that's why you get, uh, like, with Prince in the time, you know. Oh, this my is the, gosh. With yes. Prince in the time, Lord. Prince had it to the point that those guys had to sing the song exactly <laughs> the way that he did it. Why? And, it, and you have to think, man, he's such a bully and such a dictator. Like, no, you don't want to hear it later on that these guys are going to, oh, no, these are my contributions to the work because you wanted me to go, oh, and I decided to go, oh, yeah, oh, yeah. And, you know, that's what everybody loves. Like, no, 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 no. We're not going to have that. This is what it's going to be at this point. And you know it translates into the other it translates into the other stuff as well, but hey, this was one of the bigger this was one of the bigger I, I can I, I don't think there's that with the exception of maybe Sam and Twitch because definitely not medieval. Oh spawn. yeah, they with also the, got because they used, no that was lightness thing right. But the with the exception of Sam and Twitch, I think Angela is probably the most well known character out of the spawn you know out of the spawn books. Mm -hmm. 
I mean, the Spawn books are still going, you know, homage cover after homage cover, you know, they just, you, they can't stop, you know, there's yeah. a resurgence in the Spawn books right now, everybody wants the newsstand edition, because I have no idea why people are going for these newsstands editions, but hey, I sell comics, so I'm guilty as charged, I had to get some too, but... You know, Wait a second, what's the newsstand edition? There were two, it was like the direct edition, like if you went to the comic store, uh -huh. and the newsstand edition is what you would have gotten on the newsstand. Like you went to buy, and the comic books had the yeah, comics yeah, the newsstand. Yeah. So they would have the barcode on the newsstand mm -hmm, edition, yeah. and the comic ones would have like a picture of Spider-Man, yes. or if it's an image comic, no, no barcode whatsoever. So it turns out it's harder to find a newsstand edition in really good condition because it was on a newsstand. Yeah. You know, it wasn't going to be cared for the same way it would have been in a comic book store. Mm -hmm. So that became like the big point and everybody's going after that. But, you know, back to being, you know, Spawn 9, hey, you know, I, it, hey, look, it's, Angela for me is no different than a lot of these other femme fatales that are created and guys just love them. They hit because it, it, it's a male-dominated it's a male-dominated art form, you know, from top to bottom. And you throw in some femininity, and it just, you know, especially, like, I think some of these guys have this dominatrix, like, uh, desire in their mind, too, mm -hmm. when it comes down to it. But the whole femme fatale thing, we've seen it with Elektra. Uh, we see it with Angela. You see it with, even with Spider-Man with the black cat, mm -hmm. you know. So these, these type of characters always hit off because there's just such a, a large amount of testosterone that, you know, when you finally throw some femininity in there, it resonates very, very well. And especially if the character's written, and especially if the character's written in a manner that, you know, we can get into it very, very quickly. So, but it's not something I hadn't seen done before, and even now, I, it's not something I haven't seen done before. Well, I mean, I, I've joked about the slamming part, but it was also interesting that this period is where the writers started coming into image, like they were hiring writers, but they weren't doing the same way Bendis is writing or even Straczynski was writing Spider-Man where they write in, they write in this sort of tomb and they're like here and then the artist turns in 22 pages to try to work it out. They were writing, hey, you know, here's the plot. You know, this is sort of what you're doing, but I'm going to add a little more interesting points to make it a little more heavy and then they would add a lot of the stuff that they could sell. I mean, obviously, image guys wanted like a lot of big panels and stuff like that. So they were doing stuff they're writing the way that the artist could still be image artists, and then they would just write around it, and they're making a ton of money that way too, because it's just yeah. a cash grab. So it's interesting to see that effect, and then the writers slowly take back. Because I think the comic artists were sort of take, because you already had, even though people, you know, always critical they had Burn or it's like Simonson, and the writer artists were sort of moving and getting ground. And Image should have been a point where the art, the comic artists, should have taken over, but. Like the people like Byrne and Perez and Walt Simon, they were pulp readers. They were like people who read, they were, you know, voracious readers. So they read a ton of stuff. So that's how they became monthly guys. Whereas Todd is more like a comic book guy. He wasn't someone who was like a, that type of reader the way those guys, even like Kirby, who people like movies and that stuff, where they're taking in millions of stories and yeah. being able to and translate it. it, it and it affects the storytelling. Yeah. It, it, I mean, it's a. It's a big difference when you've read, you know, you've read the Iliad, you've, uh, you know, you've read Animal Farm, you know, you've read biographies, all of this type of stuff, and you've read comics, and you yes. can make the transition. You can say, okay, this is how I could actually make this work in a comic, as opposed to you've read comics, and now you want to do comics. Mm -hmm. That is a much smaller pool to draw from. Yeah. Uh, th th that's where a lot of, I mean, quite honestly, that's where a lot of the Marvel comics are in trouble right now. 
because these guys just want to write, hey, you know, I want to write my Hulk versus Submariner fight, or I want the Hulk to do this, and you run aground on it because there's no inspiration or nothing else. Like, yeah, you know what? The Hulk actually reminds me of this other cat. Oh yeah, this Doctor Jekyll guy. <laughs> you know, maybe, you know, yeah. maybe you know. Okay, I can try to work. Yes. Or I can try to play around with those particular things in the comic book because uh, those tropes are still working and still functional there. But you know, to bring it back to you know, bring it back to Spawn, you know, number nine again. Uh, you know, like, hey, always, su always surprised that you know, always, I'm always surprised when certain characters take off. Mm -hmm. Angela. I shouldn't be too surprised, you know, what we see, but, you know, okay, the character takes off very popular, okay. But no different than, say, like, with the Damian Wayne. What is he? He's a little punk. He's a little punk, obnoxious oh guy. Oh, my gosh. And for some reason, all these guys who hate kids in comics love him. Wait you a know, second. You say, I hate kids, and I hate Damian. <laughs> Do you really hate kids? No, Damian? I love kids. Yeah. Kids love me, too, hopefully. Okay, we have a kid on this show from time to time, and I'll tell you, you know, nothing bad ever happens. You know, his parents are quite happy. <laughs> <laughs> I, hope. I hope they are. I, I don't know. know how he comes here. How does he get here? But thank you anyway. Just, you know, definitely go check it out. Check out the, I would say more check the Angela miniseries. It's, um, it's the closest to getting Neil Gaiman to doing Superman, superhero comic books, yeah. more so than check Marvel. Check out the Angela miniseries. And yeah. They have sex. They have sex in the miniseries. <laughs> See if you can find it. <laughs> it's all panel, but you know, Capullo, those great babes. We're out of here. Thank you. Thanks, Thanks Benarag. You saved me money.